Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology you have now joined jenny from the blockchain and michael keen on the nft catcher podcast what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the nft catcher podcast episode 121 I have a special guest with me here tonight, Jonathan Little, NFT project founder, professional poker player, and from my reading on Wikipedia, an all-around interesting guy. So what's up, man? I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I love this podcast. I listen to every episode, and I am honored and excited to uh, be here. Dude, that's, that's amazing. It's actually a funny story because you messaged me after Mumbot and Defime were on, and you said you were just hanging out with them. And maybe you wanted to come on. You were doing some cool stuff. So I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. We got, we had a quick chat and all that. So yeah, it, uh, that's funny I've, how it worked out. I've collected a lot of NFTs. I like a lot of NFTs. I made friends with a bunch of artists. They were at my birthday party about in December and I figured I'd reach out. If they're friends with yeah. you, it must be pretty cool. Yeah. And Mumbot's one of, one of the best friends of our show. Uh, she did our hundredth episode Po app. She's been on twice and love Mumbot to death. Hung out with her a bunch in real life as well. She's awesome. one, of my, one of my absolute favorites. We actually had a party in Las Vegas and she came out and made art all day for the people who were there. Wow. Oh, it, man. It was excellent. Epic. Yeah, it was, that's it was really absolutely cool. epic. Really cool. Yeah, <laughs> she's so good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's start out. Let's tell people a little bit about yourself, I guess, because you have a really distinguished professional poker career. I guess you dropped out of college. <laughs> you, uh, you went and started playing poker and it just hit. It did really well. Yeah. So I started playing poker when I was about 18 years old. I'm 38 now, an old man. Mm -hmm. And no, no, I'm 40, I'm 43. So it's a, uh, you're good. You're good. Yes. I know. So I, I mean, I started by putting $50 in an online poker site a long time ago. Yeah. I realized I was not great at poker. So I studied every book I could. I read a lot. I worked hard. Yep. And back then no one was studying at all. They were just gambling. And if you study a lot at something and everybody else is gambling, you're probably going to win a lot. Sounds kind of like NFTs yeah. to some extent, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So I got good at poker. By the time I was 21, I turned that $50 into about 350000 And then I started playing high stakes live poker tournaments around the world. And that went well. I was player of the year. I won two World Poker Tour titles and a bunch of other stuff. And poker's good. Now I run a poker training site called PokerCoaching.com is my day job. If people want to learn poker, they can go to pokercoaching.com slash fundamentals and get a free crash course. It'll teach wow. you to beat all your friends. Yeah, a lot of NFT people love playing poker and they're terrible. Yeah, a lot of them came from poker. Zeneca was originally a poker player before he got into NFTs. So that was his. Uh, there are a lot of really poker good. players in crypto. And unfortunately, I was got in crypto slightly later than a lot of them. And I got into NFT okay. slightly later than all of them. But Not really. We've used crypto for a long time to just transfer money because it's a big pain to get money from one country to the other. Sure. And a long time ago, this guy named Brian Mikon, who is now the rare Pepe overlord, he has all the rare Pepes. Uh, hmm. He made a poker site that you played with Bitcoin and he was going around Bellagio hmm. trying to give anybody who would take it five or 10 Bitcoin, which was ah. like five or $10 to come play on his poker site. And nobody wanted it. I turned him down every day for like a month. Like, I don't <laughs> want your $5. Please, yeah. I don't want your five dollars because I'm playing high stakes poker tournaments here. Right now, I'm gonna get tracked by the government. You're probably thinking he's trying to give you some kind of weird. That, that's funny. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I should have taken his five dollars. I guess. Of course, of um, course, everyone should have. Also, a lot of poker yeah. players got into crypto punks early. I didn't get in as early as them, so that was unfortunate. Really? Yeah, I mean, it seems like poker yeah, players. I didn't, I didn't realize that that connection. See, a lot of the people they were they, I guess they. You know, they're in on a lot of the stuff coming up. Like, what's that like? So uh, even like the famous ones got into NFTs earlier. Who's who were some of the ones? Uh... Usually more of like the the online poker players. I don't want to out them in case yeah. it's not public. Okay. What they have. No doubt. But I mean, no I'm, in a, I'm in a yeah. group of I'm, a, I'm in a few poker NFT chats. And it's a lot of the best poker players who got rich off poker. And yeah, they got doubly rich off NFTs. And well, I only I only did it medium well. So I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not the true pro. I'm just I'm the grinder. That's funny, man. 
But yeah, so anyway, um, yeah. I still I still play poker a lot. I just got back from the Bahamas. I took ninth place in a big poker tournament, so that was fun. Mm. And I, I like NFTs. I found NFTs about two years ago. And I made my own project. It's called Deck of Degeneracy. It's a lot of fun. You get to gamble. You get to get some action on. And, uh, you know, sometimes you win. Sometimes you don't win. Can't lose. But it's uh, it's fun. I like NFTs. I love the space. And I just... Try to add value where I can is what it amounts to. What about uh, poker kind of helped you in your NFT trading? Do you do you take any like, do you have any like, you know, I had a, I was a ticket broker before I did this and I brought a lot of things over. Always sell your worst first. You know, you want to you want to get volume. You want to just, you know, burn and turn and most stuff. Just keep moving it, buy it and move it. That's like that's kind of how I started. Um, well, well, unfortunately, I burned and turned a lot and had to pay much in taxes. So uh, you got to yeah, be careful burning yeah. and turning too much. You do. Taxes are expensive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I think that I'm just generally good at studying stuff. because I'm not mm-hmm. particularly gifted at poker, but I've studied a lot and I've worked very hard to get good at it. And with NFTs, I read everything that I possibly can. I've been, you know, multiple, multiple chats with the smart people. Yep. I've been very fortunate to have some of the biggest collectors in the space reach out to me because they like me because of my poker work and mm-hmm. they're happy to help. And so I've, I have good connections because of that, which is great. Sure. Um, but really it's just a lot of studying and trying to make good decisions, trying to figure out what's going to happen next. You have to figure out what's going to yeah. happen next in poker all the time. And if you can see one or two moves ahead, it's going to be beneficial. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I mean, so that's also something else, by the way, you have to be okay with losing. Yeah. Um, I'm in a, a, a chat with people who hold some random NFTs essentially, and they're down and they're mad about it. They're mad that they're down. They're like, how could I possibly sell and lose? I'm like, I sell and lose all the time. Yeah, <laughs> Literally yeah. every day I'm selling at a loss for something. And like, it's okay. You're not going to win all the time. And I mean, perhaps bankroll management is very important. Like this NFT they bought was like $150,000 NFT. And now it's probably worth 50,000. And they mm-hmm. put all their eggs in one basket. And that's, I mean, sometimes it works out, but sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, you want to make sure it's not detrimental. And when you play poker, yeah. for example, whenever you play a poker tournament, you probably need 100 buy-ins to that tournament or more if you're trying to not go broke. So I, like the tournament I just played in the Bahamas was a $10,000 buy-in tournament. I probably need to have a million dollars or more in the bank to reasonably be sure I'm not going to go broke playing these things, assuming I have a decent edge. And as there's more variance in the game, like you know, say you're buying an NFT that you think is either going to go to zero or 100x, well, most of those are going to go to zero, right? It's not, it's not like you're buying a blue chip NFT a lot of the time. Of course. So there's a ton more variance in the speculative NFTs. And sometimes, sometimes they go poorly. Very often they yeah. go poorly. Yeah. And that's okay often. because you, you only, true. you only have to hit one out of 10, one out of 20, one out of 50, whatever the number exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. Now that that's really good advice. That takes really good bankroll management and most people don't have it. They just go all yeah. in every time they have a chance. Right. And yeah. And yeah, that's, that's gambling. You hope it hits, it could hit. And if it hits it, it hits big, but it could go the other way. So you mentioned some, some smart people. Uh, you don't have to name anybody that's like anonymous, but I'd love to know some of the people that you respect and that you, if you, if you see somebody that's saying I'm into this project or things like that, who do you, who do you, you know, cause I do that too. Like there's people that if I see they're getting into it or they change their profile picture, like, you know, it's something, something's happening. You're in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I talk to Von Mises every day. He's like my, my NFT dad. He's taught okay. me basically everything I know oh, and uh, his stuff typically does quite well. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he's someone who loads, loads a bunch of money in at the same time though. So you got very, got to be properly bankrolled. Right. Yeah. Um, he did, he did very good to get into punks early and squiggles early and I'm happy for him. So anyway, oh, nice. I, I've learned, learned a lot from, from him and probably the most by a mile. Um, also, I, I follow what Cosmo does a lot, Cosmo Medici um, mm-hmm. and uh, Vincent Van Doe. Those are people who all are happy to hang out, happy to help yeah. out, you know, and nice. It's, uh, it's it's good to have people who have your best interest at heart and want to help you out. Yeah. How about his open edition? Yeah, that was good. That was good for him. Spe- that was spectacular. <laughs> for him. I know, unbelievable. I mean, look, yeah. I, I've been telling all of my artist friends recently, like, if, if you think you're going to be here for any amount of time longer, you need to make an open edition like a month ago and yeah i know i know like everybody's put their their every day there's tons of them i think we might be too late at this point but uh yeah Someone i mean but even for for example yeah. i mean uh the artist who did deck of degeneracy a guy named wes henry put out an open edition the other day and sold mm-hmm. 1200 of them or something like that and right and whatever like, it is it's good money yeah i think he made something like 20 
And then, like, I'm, I'm basically advising him, like, look, so yeah. do the burn mechanism thing, kind of like uh, yeah. Guido de Sale, the photographer, just copy what he's done and make sure you know you're going to make like 10 or 15 pieces for this price. You're going to get yeah. secondary sales. You're going to make 10 pieces for 20 ETH. Fine, right? And just call an experiment. We'll see what happens. If it goes great, if you have great secondary volume, then you'll make tons of money. And if you don't, then whatever, you put out 10 pieces for 20 ETH. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Wes Henry's great, actually. I was checking him out because I was looking through your project and saw him and went. We I was following him before, but never really took too close of a look. But really cool. No, Wes is a genius. He can make like any kind of art. Apparently, he can affect. Don't, don't call it forging. He can basically forge any piece of art, which is kind really? of crazy. And he's yeah. very, very quick with turning art around mm. um, where like I'll say, hey, make this and he'll just have it made by the next morning. And he oh, wow. I work during the day and he works during the night. And so it's perfect. So at the end of the day, I'll just have a list of stuff for him to do. Right. And and you, do it. you wake up in the morning and it's all done. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> That's, That's pretty uh, awesome. That's a good relationship right there. It is. It is. And yeah. I'm, I'm always happy to try to help him with you know general strategies, how to make sure you yeah. add value and keep collectors happy. So you sound like you uh, you buy and sell a lot. You're, you're pretty active. Yeah, I probably bought NFTs uh, 360 days last year out of 365 cool. what's, <laughs> what's uh what's some of the stuff you're into right now what are some and, and and even some what are some of like the things you're most proud of that you own oh boy we'll pull it up let's see i have a spreadsheet over here i bought a ton of open editions apparently <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. um i mean i i loaded up on the meme cards the 6529 meme cards a while back that's, that's gone pretty well. very smart yep it's i don't know I don't know how well it's going to go or not go. They 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 peaked and then they they went down some percentage, yeah. which is always scary. Whenever it peaks and then drops yeah. 30%, you're like, oh no, is it dead? But yeah, he, yeah, go ahead. I was, well, I was going to say like every two or three days, I just get airdrop something worth half an ETH, which is, well, you know, it's not airdrop, I have to go claim it, but that's right. nuts. Um, I bought a bunch of rare Pepe's recently. I think I'm the 10th mm -hmm. biggest holder of fake rare Pepe's somehow at this point. Wow. I loaded up on those. I don't know if those are going to turn into anything. They're highly illiquid. But if they ever build out the ecosystem, if people actually do get into Bitcoin NFTs, which, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're following the news. right now. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I, mean, I, yeah. I, I had that thesis a while back that if people actually do get on Bitcoin NFTs in one way or the other, then that could be very good. And maybe they'll be good. Maybe not. I don't know. It's a gamble. It's all a gamble. Yeah, all I, bought a bunch gamble. Of, I bought a bunch of friendship bracelets a while back when they were like 0.1 ETH. So that's, that's nice. gone pretty well. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, I don't know. Those I buy I buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. It's fun. I have yeah. an on cyber gallery. People can check it out at onsyber.io slash Jonathan Little. It's a 3D mm -hmm. gallery with a lot of my best stuff. I'm constantly updating it. It's it's fun. It's a fun side project just to keep the oh, gallery man, man. constantly yeah. updated. Yeah. So are you like uh are you like 75% poker, 25% NFTs, or or maybe less than that? It's a, a weird time split because i spend roughly one week per month playing live poker sometimes right, okay. more sometimes less because i have a wife and two kids and i need to i need to be home i, I made the yeah. training site to some extent so that i could make a point to stay home while my kids were young so one week a month i'm playing poker a lot doing almost no nft stuff i mean i was gone for two weeks this last month and i like did almost nothing besides mint meme cards at 11 a.m each whenever that came out <laughs> so i kept up with that when i'm home though i'm mostly just sitting in front of the desk dealing with stuff for my poker training site. And so that's maybe 75% of the time. And while I'm sitting at home, I can generally keep track of Discord and keep track of Twitter. And I don't know if you necessarily call that NFT work, but like stuff comes yeah, up and I need to mention. Yeah, you're ready it. to go. Yep, yep. I, I basically, I'm sitting at my desk on call 75% mm -hmm. of the time, which is quite good for the NFT space because sometimes you have to be fast. Absolutely. I mean, speaking of another skill that comes from poker is that you don't really get to mull over your decisions. Like it's either good or it's not, we're doing it or we're not. And I think a lot of people who are not used to making a lot of decisions really want to think they're making a good decision. And very often, I don't know if I'm making a good decision. I think I am, but you know, I don't really know. I haven't mm -hmm. analyzed it thoroughly. Mm -hmm. I see the thing for sale. I like the thing. I like the price. I'm going to buy the thing. And I'm okay losing if I lose. I mean, I, I've missed out on a bunch of NFTs by mulling it over a little bit too much. I mean, there are a lot of lot of excellent artists who I found them a year and a half ago when their stuff was one ETH. And I'm like, ah, oh, you yeah, know, I don't know. I know, I know. Then it yeah. went for like 1.8. I'm like, well, should I get the next one for two? I'm like, ah, oh, two's kind of high. And then it went for 2.9. And then next thing you know, your price out. It's going for 100. That's, yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth with the artists. I wish I could go back to early 2021. I was there and I I blundered on a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you learn same. and you move forward. And you're, look, you got to realize you're not going to win them all. 
right? No. I think a lot of people beat themselves up for every time they don't get a piece that they think they should have, or every time they don't sell at the top, but you don't know where the top's going to be. And I mean, like, like with board apes, I had, I think I had 10 board apes, right? When they came out, I think I, I don't, I think I meant to them or bought them for like 0.15 or something. Like it was early. Yeah. And I sold nine of them for six E because they kind of plateaued at six E. And yeah. um, I didn't, I wasn't in love with them anyway. I kept one that I thought I'd keep for forever. I eventually sold it for a hundred, which is fine, but nice. could have yeah. been a thousand, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, if you would have had them all. Yeah, of course. So like, should I feel bad about turning my, my one ETH into, uh, into what? Six, 50, uh, 54 ETH and then keeping one to free roll? Like, I don't know. I don't feel right. too bad about that, even though right. it, it could have been a thousand. I, but, and I think a lot of people would have like lifelong regret because like, oh my God, I could have had a thousand ETH. Yep. Totally. But you could have also just gone to zero and not. <laughs> so you, you have to realize that we don't know what's going to happen in the future. And you can just make the best decisions you can. And you can also make trades that give you opportunities to further trade in the future. Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. No, that that's part of my early journey too. I've, I gave up some stuff that went higher, but I turned that into other things that, that were really good. That's, that's interesting to uh, think. You're about. not going to win them all. Sometimes no, you win, sometimes you lose. You can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. And hindsight's twenty twenty. obviously. I just played this poker tournament where the last hand I lost, when we were down to nine players, I could have certainly taken a different strategy. I could have played it way mm -hmm. more cautiously and ensured I did not bust on that hand, right? But I didn't mind the spot. I thought it was fine. And I, I busted in a ninth place to, so let's say, 140K or something. But first mm -hmm. was one and a half million. So oh, do I look at that and think, well, if I just folded this hand instead, maybe I went a uh -huh. one and a half million. Like, no, like I thought it was good. So I made the good yeah. play and sometimes it works yeah. out. Sometimes it doesn't. You got to be cool with it. Yeah. What are your, what are your biggest strengths with poker? Do you like read people? Do you know, you know that, can you like do all the, you know, all the odds? I'm sure you know all the odds. Like the, the odds are table stakes to play high stakes poker. To, yeah. You also have to have a good poker face to play high stakes poker. You cannot have any sort of egregious tells. Uh -huh. You have to be decently well-studied. I mean, my, my biggest skill is that I, I am happy to sit down and study a lot. And I'm mm -hmm. happy to learn from other people. I mean, at my training site, PokerCoaching.com, I've hired many of the best players in the world to teach me how to be better because mm -hmm. I'm not devoting all day, every day of my life to poker like I used to. And I realize that. So now I'm having people who are devoting their life to poker consolidate the information and give it to me and all my students. So it's win-win-win, wow. right? But so what are my strengths? I mean, at, at some point you get pretty good reads in general. Like sometimes I can just look and tell if I'm not against a good, strong professional that they have a good hand or that they don't have a good hand. I mean, there's this hand just the other day where this guy check raised me all in on the river and I could just tell the guy didn't have it. Yeah. So I called him a middle <laughs> pair and he had nothing. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I can just look and tell. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, I, love I saw that guy and the look that guy had is a guy who doesn't have it. And I guess that just comes <laughs> from playing poker for 20 years and you see the guy not have it enough. And it's, yeah. I, I guess it's a unique look. I should take a picture of it or draw it or something. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but like, I mean, I don't necessarily think I'm any sort of great reader of people or anything, but mm -hmm. inevitably you develop good, strong intuition. Yeah. Also, I'm, I, I don't really go on tilt. I don't get unhappy when things go poorly ever. And I think that's, that's a good skill. A lot of players are pretty good at poker, but if things go poorly, they just go off the deep end and like literally never happens with me. Mm -hmm. So, cause I mean like, cause if something goes poorly, you should not all of a sudden play worse. doesn't make sense. If you get unlucky, you should not be sad. Right. I mean, if you get it all in with pocket aces and they have pocket Kings and they beat you, or if they have nine, three offsuit and they beat you, don't be sad. I mean, that's what you want. Sometimes you're going to lose and it's okay. Cool. So then you decide to do an NFT project. And I want to know kind of what made you decide to do it, the ethos of it. I know there's a first one and there's a new one coming, right? Correct. So yeah. I'm in a lot of NFT projects and none of them were operating like I would have liked them to operate. So I'll tell you what I want an NFT project. I want mm -hmm. to have lots of added value. I want to get stuff. I like, I like real world things. I have a two foot tall statue of a crypto in this box right next to me, for example. Wow. It's just nuts. I like yeah. real world stuff. Okay. Two feet tall? Yeah. I'll, awesome. I'll show it to you when we're done with this. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I like real world stuff. And one of the first NFTs I got was a gift goat by Gary Vaynerchuk, where every two months he will mail you a physical item in the mail. Mm -hmm. And so far his items have been some good, some bad, but he's done it and he's doing what he said he would do. And I have no problems with it. Right. And I thought that was cool. 
And the way it worked is essentially you had to pay like a $1,000 per month premium or $1,000 per gift premium over a base floor price. So they, were, all, fi- they were five ETH, right? Five ETH compared to two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half compared to what was two and a half? The base? No, oh, well, the basic went down to 0.5. It was 1.5. It was it went down to 0.5. I'm almost positive. No, it was 1.5. It was $700 per ticket. 1.5, I think. Whatever. Okay, Okay. so there was a premium. There was a premium of $1,000 per gift. So I think Gary will be able to deliver more than $1,000 in value per gift, and this is a no-brainer. Right. And you know if you're buying 500 or something, you can get big discounts on stuff. One of the reasons gifts That's for three years, right? For three years. Yeah, you get 18 gifts. So anyway, I thought that was a cool idea. I like the idea. I like the idea of going to a real-world conference. I thought that was cool. You could do that with his NFT. So I think that's cool. I want that out of any project. I also don't want to have to pay attention to a project because I have stuff going on. The other day, um, a while back, actually, the Forgotten Runes Wizards. I minted a a bunch of Forgotten Runes Wizards. I like the Wizards. They did this thing where if you wrote lore on their website about your wizard, they would airdrop you a 0.3 ETH thing. But they didn't tell you that until it came time to drop the 0.3 thing. Mm. So if you spent your time writing stories on their website, they gave you 0.3. But I don't have time to write stories on the website about my digital wizard. So I got nothing. And as a big holder, a big supporter, an early supporter, I didn't like that too much. So so I dumped them because this project's not for me. Right. And that's cool. I'm not mad yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not unhappy about it at all. I just realized that's not what works for me. And that's OK. So I made a project. If I'm going to make a project, you don't really have to pay attention to it all that closely and you can still get whatever value you should be getting. So um, what possessed me to make a project? I wanted to make a project that I want to make, kind of like in the poker training site space. I never had like a big desire to make a poker training site, but I realized that a lot of them were lacking and I thought I could do a better job and I was not happy with the offering. So I made my own offering. and same thing happened in the NFT space. I was not happy with a lot of the other NFTs, so I made my own NFT. Mm-hmm. And essentially what it is, is there, it's called Deck of Degeneracy. That's the first one that came out about a year ago. There are 50 decks of 54 cards. So 2,700 NFT total. And every two or three days, I choose a card at random from a physical deck of cards on a video. And if you have one of the 50 copies, you win whatever the prize is. Prizes are either a percentage of me in the next poker tournament I play. So for example, um, 54 people had 0.5% of me in that $140,000 win the other day. So I airdropped $700 to 54 people. Wow. Which is fine and good. I think that's good yeah. utility. I think yeah, it's, it's really cool. That's neat. And they root for you. That's actually that's pretty awesome. They root for you hard. I actually got lucky. The second time <laughs> I played, the second time I played on the deal, I took second place. And then the project minted out immediately. So that was good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? That's yeah. amazing. That's um, but amazing. So, no, we, we give it back a bunch of money in that way. Also, I know a lot of great poker players. And anytime they're playing a high stakes tournament, maybe they don't want to have 100% of their action. I'll mm-hmm. buy it and then give it back to the holders. So we, we've done that a bunch of times. Um, so that, that was the main part of ut- the utility we were initially going to do. I was going to take most of the money that I got from the Mint and use that to play tournaments and give that back. That's really neat. It just so happened, though, that I knew I wanted to have an art component where Wes Henry, the artist of the cards, would make some pieces of art that we would draw a card at random and then give an addition of 50 to whoever had that card. Mm-hmm. And we were going to have like four of those. That would just be an easy thing that he could do, right? Because I know he can make art in a day. Whatever, right? It's, it's Is not he kind of like your partner on the yeah, project? He, yeah, he did. The, he made the art. He's generally involved. I mean, look, I'm the one who's essentially running it. Yeah, but but he does all the art. He's the artist, and cool. uh uh-huh. I'm happy that he's involved because he makes my life easy on the art side. I'm not an artist at all, and uh mm-hmm. so anyway, I'm happy he's there. And he made some art airdrops. He got him ready, and it occurred to me to randomly ask some of my art friends who I like, uh, if if they would be willing to contribute a piece to this collection. And maybe we make a collection out of this thing. It becomes something. And so the first person I asked was Pop Wonder, uh, who I have a bunch of his stuff. I like Pop Wonder a lot. He was on your show the other day. Exactly. And he said, let me think about it. I woke up the next morning and the piece was in my, my email. Mm-hmm. So it was like, here, because I, I like just bought a few of his one-on-ones and you know, like whatever. You support the artists. They're happy to yeah. either contribute for free or cheap or whatever, right? Yeah, he was and great. I loved I loved his story. I loved chatting with him. He's a great he dude. Really cool. Yeah. Funny enough, I was at VCon last year and I was with this yep. guy, Joe Bradley and Pop Wonder and Wooden I know Cyclops. Jo- I know Joe Bradley very well. I worked very with nice. Joe Bradley before. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe Bradley's Wooden, bad at- Wooden Cyclops is amazing. Yeah. They, they've all made pieces for me. I love them all. Anyway, yeah. Joe Bradley had the a great idea to go to this amazing Mexican restaurant. It was like 30 minutes away. We'd have to walk 30 minutes in a light rainstorm. He's like, it's going to be the best restaurant ever. Fine. So it was us four and my friend Johnny Bentoncourt, who got me into NFTs, funny enough. Johnny B on Twitter. 
And it turns out we were, we ended up going to like a, a, a food court, a food court, Mexican uh -huh. restaurant, like, like Chipotle, but way worse. But we got to walk ah. together. We got to walk together in a rainstorm for 20 or 30 minutes. There oh, and back. Man. And it was, it was, it was a good bonding it was experience. Cool. It was, yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I, I've known Joe for a long, long time from the early clubhouse days. That's really funny. You brought him up. Nice. Yeah. But so, uh, Pop made us a piece. We got to give away the pop piece. And I just decided to ask every single artist who I know. And 95% of them were happy to contribute. Well, the other 5% were like maybe later. And, you know, we follow mm -hmm. up. And I have a list of people to follow up within six months when they're less busy. And then I just decided to get on Twitter and look at all the art. So I've looked at probably, I don't know, 20,000 artists' art. Mm. And if I like their art and like their work, I'll send them a message and say, how do we make this deal work? And yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, right? Because yep, yep. like the project doesn't have much money to pay, you know, full price for a lot of the art. But a lot of them are just happy to contribute. They're happy to be part of the art collection. And now we have about 220 pieces in the Degeneracy art collection. You can find it on OpenSea. And all the art's airdropped to, to holders. And so every two or three days at this point, we give away a piece of art that's an addition to 50. Wow. And that's just another part of utility. So we have poker utility. We have art yeah. utility. We had, um, I like in real life events. I was inspired by VCon to throw some good parties. So we've had a party in New York City where uh, we had we had a show at the Super Rare Gallery where some of the artists like Pop Wonder was there and OSF and mm -hmm. um, who else was there? There's a lot of people there. Ryan Talbot, Cullen Colors, Terrell Owen, Terrell Jones. So they were all there. And we had about 50 holders too. So we went to Super Rare Gallery. That was a lot of fun. Then we went to see my favorite show called Sleep No More, which is not a sit down show. It's almost like a weird haunted house type thing. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, artists would love it. And the artists all loved it. Everybody mm -hmm. loved it. If you're, if you're crazy, you'll love it. Mm -hmm. And then I rented out the rooftop restaurant. We had food and drinks for a few hours. It was a ton of fun. So we had a party in New York and then we had a party in Vegas where we went to Top Golf. We played poker for a few hours. We went to Hakkasan for dinner, then the Hakkasan nightclub and uh, spent way too much money, but that was good. So that's another part of the utility. We have poker free rolls. Um, now we're doing this thing every week where we give away an art collection piece or two. Um, in the past, we were doing like one free roll every two or three months for like one ETH, which essentially costs roughly the same amount of money, but it's not as frequent. So now we're doing it like more frequent tournaments before slightly smaller prize pools. Okay. So that's something we've been doing. So that's a lot of fun. We have physical items. Anybody who wants to uh, send us a message, they can get a deck of cards, a physical deck of the actual cards. I've gotten, gotten sitting on my desk right here because I do the drawings, you know? Beautiful. So yeah. we, have the, we have the physical deck, physical decks of cards. No, nobody can see the video. But anyway, we have the cards. That's and sick. We have like uncut sheets of cards we gave away once. Like, you know, you can hang it up, put it on your walls. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And then we have a new project coming out called Court of Degeneracy. And the first question is, why do we have to make a new project? It's because secondary sales have been fine, but not amazing. I knew that we would need something like a thousand ETH worth of secondary sales to sustain the project long term. We've had something like 600 ETH in secondary sales. Yeah, I'm is... looking at it right now. You guys have had 640. It's actually, I mean, it's really, it's really solid. The floor price 0.22. I mean. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's fine, but we're not knocking it out of the park. Sure. I, did the math, I did the math a while back, and if you minted, you'd be up about 7x on your money, accounting for all the giveaways that you would have well, randomly won, you know? Yeah. But so we're no, that's, fine. That's better than that's better than 95% of the projects. I I actually didn't look at it until now, but that's that's really cool. That's better than 99% sounds, I mean, of the projects. The, the project, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. The project, honestly, like from what you said and all the things you're doing, you're it's that's really what it's about. You did learn a lot from Gary V. It's funny. Uh, and people know that listen to this show. I used to talk about Gary V all the time. I bought a FaceTime frog. I was trying to decide the ones to buy. You got the gift code. I got the FaceTime frog. We've had him on the podcast twice now because of that. Also went to VCon. We got to interview him at VCon for the podcast. Nice. And uh, yeah, and Jenny, who's normally the co-host, she'll be back. I think in a few weeks. Can't wait for you to come back, Jenny. She says she listens to every episode straight through to make sure I don't mess anything up. But uh, she, you're doing great so far. Yeah, thank you. Now, this is fun. <laughs> it's a nice conversation. Uh, I'm learning a lot. I, I, I usually study actually way more before a guest, but I've just been busy and we had a guest just two days ago. So I was like, I really uh, I'm enjoying chatting up with you. But Jenny was a moderator of VCon. So like we're definitely big into Gary as well. Me, me especially. People know. I, uh, cool. Well, maybe we'll see you yeah. there again this year. I'm going for yeah. sure. Cool. Sorry, yeah, I'm going calendar. as well. Yeah, going <clears> to Indy. Yeah, and so especially we we run in a lot of the same circles. Um, Sounds like we do. We're yeah, bound to bound yeah. to run each other initially, or yeah, eventually. No doubt. Now we know what each other look like as well. Yes. And I wear yes. this. I wear this every day, so people. That's the only way people recognize me. 
I'm like, I'm one of the only people in the space whose Twitter avatar is their face. Okay. Everybody else has not a, a lot. Not a lot. Yep. There's like literally yep. none. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, essentially, if I want yeah, the project yeah. or some version of the project to be able to sustain, we need to get some more money because I've given back all the money we brought in from this project. I think I've made, uh-huh. I think I've taken 10 ETH off the table for myself and cool. all of the rest we've given back to holders in various forms of utility, various forms of added value. Uh, we brought in about 750K in money initially, and we have a spreadsheet where we keep track of all the giveaways. And so far, we've given away about a million dollars worth of stuff. So just on that, they're up a little bit. Plus, mm-hmm. we have like another 100 pieces of art to give away, which, you know, they're doing fine. Some of the art pieces are relatively cheap, like 0.03 E floor, I think is the floor. But some of them are expensive. Like, we have a piece by OSF that's expensive. Terrell, yeah. Jones, Terrell Jones' piece is expensive now. Sure. Um, Jake Freed's piece is expensive. So, you know, like some of them, some of them popped off. Yeah. The OSF was like the, the great, greatest success story because he gave or he let us he let us have one of his pieces. And then if you had one of those pieces, he would give you a rec guy. So, oh, wow. So 54 pieces. 50 people, rec. Yeah. 50. Yeah, yeah. We got 50 rec guys, just 54 rec guys just given to us, wow. which, is, which is which is great. I mean, it's just good. Yeah. Like, like adding value and helping people because I bought in That's his first awesome. DGEN's project that failed and I yeah. well, effectively failed right. to come back now. But yeah. Yeah, I, I minted a bunch. I held them. I have like one of the one of ones in there that I bought on secondary, even in the when they were dead. Wow, you were <laughs> early. That's amazing. That's amazing. so like people appreciate that stuff, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's good. Yeah. And I appreciate people. He's a really me. good dude. We also had him on and I met him a couple times now, most recently in Miami. He's a really good, dude. Really very nice. good. Very good. Like, dude. He's like, yeah. I mean, he didn't need to, but he like talked to me by my name and everything, like remembered me. It was really nice. He's a really good dude for sure. Like yeah, straight up. Did. In real life, he's a good dude. He was at our New York party. He's, he's, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, so what else? Um, so yeah, anyway, we need to yeah. get some more money. So yeah. we're making a new project. All Every deck of generosity holder is going to be able to get one of these for free. Just They're just going to get it. Um, they actually have to claim it, which is kind of annoying for me. But for whatever reason, we can't just airdrop them all. Whatever, fine. They got to claim it. This is going back to the idea that I don't want people to have to pay attention. But I'm telling them all, they got a month advance notice. I'm giving them like a week to get them. If they don't get them, that's on it's going to be called Court, called Court of Degeneracy, based off kings, queens, jacks, jokers. We have some sharks and some whales thrown in there. And long story short, for simplicity, people can go to the site, courtofdegeneracy.com. There are going to be a bunch of traits, some of them rare, some of them not so rare. And the traits are going to be tied to various forms of utility. So, for example, if you have one that has a wine bottle, I have full intention to make custom wine bottles and mail them to people. One of my Holders actually uh, made me some custom wine bottles for fun and mailed them to me, and they were amazing. And I, I wouldn't think any custom wine bottle could be amazing, but they are. And so uh, that, that's one idea we have for stuff to give away. There's also a bunch of artists who have let me use their art as traits. Like, for example, Pop Wonder, we have a Poplin in the accessory slot. And if you get one of those eight pieces, I fully plan on buying additions or, you know, relatively cheap pieces from these artists and I'm going to airdrop it like for uh, to to the people who have those pieces that have the artist accessories. So like Pop Wonder had this uh open edition called Access uh called Ascension the other day. And so I went and I bought 8 of them. They're already ready. I'm going to airdrop them shortly after the mint. And I've done that for like 10 of the artists so far who've already given me pieces that I can reasonably. So mm-hmm. I'm just like trying to find stuff I can do to add value to the people who get these pieces. There are some that have these super rare cards in the accessories. There's only going to be eight of them. I think I'm going to try to give those people 1% of my poker action just for every tournament I play. We're going to see how that goes. But like, I can't promise any of this stuff because I don't yeah. know how well the project's actually going to do, right? If it mints out, we're going to have lots of money and I can have tons of money to spend on stuff. If it Fair. does not mint out, I mean, imagine none mint out. I have to give 2,700 to the Deco Degeneracy holders and then right. none of them sell and now I have no money. And it's like, okay, well, you have a cool PFP. But it's hard to know when you plan to get back a ton of the money what you can actually promise and what you cannot promise. But people can look at the first iteration when I did not have an NFT following and we've given back a million dollars to holders. We have a lot more stuff to get back. The floor is up. I don't really know what people want from me. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've made everybody yeah. money. I've made everybody money in the bear market. I'm sure there's nobody complaining in that community. That sounds freaking we awesome. A, we have an excellent community. No one complains yeah, at all. I bet you do. Yeah, no, <laughs> why would they? Why would they? Honestly, I'm really impressed with, like, you're not, it's not a by any means a quote unquote cash grab you're doing it. Like you said, you, I mean, I believe it. You wanted to create a project that you wanted to see and it's really, really cool. 
So I'm, I'm a big fan of doing stuff for fun before you try to actually figure out a way to make money from it. Because like yeah. I, I make money from poker. I have a great poker training site. I don't need money. And I'm just trying to figure out fun stuff to do in the NFT space at this point. Yeah. And like with my poker training site, when I made the first iteration of it 15 years ago, I didn't make money for like seven years. I was just yeah. doing it for fun to try to talk to other good poker players and learn yeah. stuff. How and, much does your, oh, how much does your uh, class cost? Your well, So class? we have a few membership tiers. The most expensive thing is a hundred dollars a month. That gives you access to everything we've ever put out. Mm-hmm. And there is a 40 hour long tournament and a 40 hour long cash game crash course that will make you better than basically everybody. Not mm. everybody, but you'll be able to play like high stakes poker and be perfectly. Fine. Yeah. Wow. Um, the guy who got me into, into NFTs, this guy, Johnny B, I mentioned, he owned a, essentially a training site for college classes where he would teach you college classes better than the professors. And he had a ton of members. He sold it recently. And I had him design those 40 hour long courses. So essentially he didn't know anything about poker, but then he helped yeah. me design these classes. Now he's a great poker player. He's going to play wow. tournaments. And That's incredible. And- That's incredible. But like, I mean, I basically hired a professional teacher to help me make these. Yes. Things. And then we have a bunch of other stuff. We have interactive quizzes. We have like classes on specific topics. We have some of the best players in the world, like number one ranked online player who'll stream privately for the students. And it, it's the training site that I wish existed. Yeah. <laughs> and I did the exact same thing with the NFT project. It's the NFT project that I wish existed. And I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to make it. It's a lot of fun. That's, that's really cool, man. I, I I love that story. I love to see that. I love to see your dedication. What's the what's the long what's the long game for the NFT projects? Uh, stuff five to years, say. five years. Yeah, it's tough to say for sure. Like what what would you dream happens with it? With my projects, it's interesting in that I like fully plan on giving back a lot of the money, right? So I realized people bought in with the idea that they are going to get stuff, right? And, and they have gotten stuff. They got a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I cannot continue giving stuff if we don't have secondary sales. And if royalties go away, that's a big problem, right? Yeah. Because that's yeah. where I planned on making a lot of the money. I hear that, yeah. And that's a bit of a that's a bit of a problem, right? I have been very lucky in that the people in my community, like if they make an over-the-counter trade, they'll send me E for like they call it, it's the tip jar, right? Really? The tip jar has yeah. been filled yeah. with many E. And and that's nice, right? Mm-hmm. But I get that it's it's tough for people who are trading back and forth to pay a royalty and know that I'm going to give it to somebody else. But at the same time, if they're big holders of the project, they're going to get it too, right? So if there's ever a project to pay royalties to, it is mine because I'm giving it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that said, like I said, we needed roughly a thousand ETH to be able to sustain the project at the full frequency of the first year. And we were like 600 ETH or 600, 650 in ETH in volume. And that's not quite enough. And I don't want to halfway do it. So I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to hopefully roll most of it into this new project and figure out ways to continue adding value. Hopefully that drives attention back to the deck of generosity cards. And then that we'll be able to continue adding value because if we just start getting a lot of secondary sales and in the ideal world, the cards start selling for one ETH or two ETH or five ETH, right? Now we're getting big royalties. Then I'll have a ton of money to spend. I'll be giving back a ton of stuff because I can, I can spend your money. I can spend money as quick as possible. It's not hard for me to buy a bunch of poker action. And it's not hard for me to airdrop ETH to people. That's easy for me to do. So I'm good at investing money and making more money than you give me. That is not hard. But we got to figure out ways to get money. Um, so anyway, long term, the thing that I think that has the best chance of success is the art collection. Because the art collection is, it's, it's editions of art from essentially emerging artists. And most of the artists, when they started working with me, their one of ones would be selling for like one ETH or two ETH, right? So they're not like totally emerging artists. They already have some sales, they have some traction, but they're not popping off yet. And um, like, I remember with OSF, he was like committed to make a piece for us. And then I bought a one of one from a one of one from him for 5 ETH, And I mm-hmm. listed it for a lot. I thought it'd be, I thought it would never sell for 18 ETH, And then it sold like six days later. Wow. <laughs> but like, oh, it's that's crazy how that happens. When someone blows up, they blow up. Blew up. Yeah. And a, a lot of our artists have blown up. And yeah. that's great. Like, I mean, Jake Fried's another example where he didn't really have a whole lot of sales and all of a sudden he's getting sales for 100 ETH and good, happy yeah. for him, right? Oh, I mean, of course, of course. That, that, that's it's the best, all. it's the best, yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, Terrell Jones's piece, his piece was sitting on the floor for a while and now it's one of the priciest ones. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, Logic was just talking about him the other day on our podcast. I don't know if you heard that one yet. We had uh, Julian Gilliam on. Logic, you familiar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had him on and he was talking about Terrell Jones for a while. Yeah, it's cool. We went to lunch the other day, actually, right around oh, the wow. right around the How corner from where I live. 
It's a um, small NFT world. I keep seeing whenever we start to like all the people that Logic was mentioning. I also was in the same circle. Like it's really funny in that respect. It's, it looks like a big world, but I don't think it's actually that big of a world. I think no, it's a small it's world. It's There's not. only like a hundred people who buy NFTs. I think uh, pretty, much, pretty <laughs> much. We all sell them back and forth to each other. Yeah. Yeah. But so uh, anyway, yeah, I think the art collection is the thing that has the best chance for success because it's actually very, very good art. It's curated around the gambling-ish theme, gambling yeah. crazy stuff theme. So those are on your contract? You put them all out under one contract? It's on the it's on the OpenSea default contract, unfortunately, which is uh, yeah. I didn't know any better. And right, a lot made... of people. That's the way. That's the way it was at first. A lot of people, you know. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out a way to mint them on Manifold and merge the contracts in some way, but OpenSea won't do it and. I don't want to have two contracts because then the then you split them up and like that's kind yeah. of rough. I know, I know. It's it's a lot of people are going through that. You know, Justin Iversano's Twin Flames is on the Open Sea shared contract. Yeah, yeah. That's just the way it was early that's, on. That's just the way it was. That was yeah, the only. There was no people. manifold. I mean, right. And right. I didn't want to pay one ETH to deploy my own contract for these airdrops. You know. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> I, 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 I didn't have any art in the beginning. So anyway, yeah. So it's on the Open Sea contract, which is. Both good and bad. They enforce royalty, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where it is. It's on its it's on its own collection, and it's just there. You can check it out. Search What's degeneracy that called degeneracy art collection. It was a deck of degeneracy art collection, but with the new court of degeneracy, there are going to be fifty PFPs that have an art trait in their hand, and they will be getting monthly airdrops of art as well. Cool. That's quite the curated collection, man. I have a bunch of art to give away. People can see that in on cyber gallery too at on cyber.io slash degeneracy. That one got too big. I had to make it two floors. I had to figure out how to make a two floor uh, on cyber gallery. So uh, that, that was Dude, a lot that's of fun. impressive. 198 artists go through. There's some really good names. Julie Pacino. We have a lot that has not been uploaded. A lot that have not been uploaded as well. I mean, yeah, go, go through the names, name them all. We, yeah, we have them. We have them Cyclops. all. I love wooden Cyclops. Uh, he's so good. You know, been Alien doing great Queen, you have Alien Queen, Eighth Project. I mean, wow. Ani, Bear Brains. Yeah, you got a lot of that crew. Brian Morris, Brian Romero. Let's see if Brian Morris popped out for you. Nice. There's this guy, Whale Sync. Whale Sync is made. You know Whale Sync? I don't think so. He, he's. I, I've been loving Whale Sync's art. I think he's going to go to the moon at some point. He he has improved Dario about a, DC, yeah. He's improved about a thousand percent recently. I love I love that guy's work. Really? That's cool. He he just released. So so one one thing we do to help clean up the floor of the art collection is that whenever an artist gives me their second or third piece or whatever, like Pop Wonder's given me three pieces so far to give yep. away. In order to get it, you have to send me some number of other pieces from the collection that then I the project hold indefinitely, and I'll slowly use them for like giveaways or stuff like that. But it clears up the floor very nicely. So in theory, call it the uh, worst pieces. Not that there are any bad art pieces. You know what I mean? In theory, the worst pieces become the most rare because the project holds 25 copies out of the 54 copies, right? And then hopefully that rises everything up together because, I mean, imagine if eventually I hold 45 copies of a piece, there's not very many in circulation and therefore the price will be high, which is kind of cool. I'm not just going to dump them. You know, people can trust me to be a good steward of the project yeah heck yeah i love art i love nfts i want to give people good value because i like making money and um (laughs) that's it that's all my projects are the group of artists you the group of artists you put together is very very impressive thank you yeah it took took about 20 giant curated groups like that now it's very impressive they're not and i got basically every artist early because a lot of them have popped yeah. off. I mean, all the ones yeah. you're naming, they're all, they've all popped off to some extent. Yeah, they sure have. And I mean, I even didn't name a bunch. Lurk loves you. Like, I was going through it. Like, you got you really, it's amazing. I looked at every NFT artist, and if I like their art, I messaged them. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I probably sent 2,000 direct messages to people. That's uh, sick, man, dude. I'm I'm really impressed. I love, I love this. So, and... uh and you said that you are willing to offer. Uh, how does the how's your whitelist going to work? And what were you willing to offer for our listeners? Oh yeah, if they want to get on the allow list, they can mint a day before the public at a slightly cheaper price for Court of Degeneracy. Court of Degeneracy is going to cost 0.1 ETH for the public. That'll be on March 10th. I hope I'm getting these dates right. On March 9th, uh, people who are here listening to this podcast, they can mint for 0.0888. So a little discount, a yeah, little early. Sure. Yeah. I again just taking from projects that I like. 
I like uh, Gabe Weiss's work a lot. He's given us a piece as well to give away. And I liked his Stoics drop where essentially he had a bunch of his friends reach out to all of their friends and get them on the list. And so anyone who is related to him or tangentially related to him in the space all gets a little bit of a value. And that's great. I I love that idea. And, you know, you're happy to be here to give me the opportunity to talk about it. Uh, A lot of the artists and all the artists are going to have allow a list and that lets them hopefully give a little bit of value to their people. Cool. Which is good. Yeah, it's all about yeah, that, adding that, value. That's really cool. No, it is. That's really, really cool. And I hope people take us up on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in the Discord. Uh, this So we're recording on uh, Wednesday, February 8th. I think we're going to release it tomorrow night, which is Thursday going into Friday on the East Coast in the U.S. Um, and then Friday morning, the 10th, I'll put it in the Discord. And um, I'll let people know. I think you gave me a link for them to to sign up with their wallet. Yep. You actually don't have to sign up with your wallet because I what didn't you... want anybody to have to connect with anything. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, I'm doing my best to like keep, keep stuff as yeah. secure yeah. as possible. I mean, yeah, people I, are nervous. I, I learned this from the you know poker training site space. I don't want your credit card number. I don't want anything. <laughs> you keep that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you, totally. You, you let somebody else deal with that. So uh, yeah, I don't want I don't want your wallet. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. They do but with so, like a um, Google form or something. It's uh, it's through this site called Bueno, which is a no code PFP. Yeah, I know Bueno, Bueno.art or whatever. That's a good, yeah, a good site. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. we're using that, and I'm happy enough with it. It's working. It's functioning. Okay. <laughs> I don't enough. know. I mean, like it's it's. I've never done a PFP project, and uh, yeah. it's it's new. So I'm trying to find ways that make it easy on me, and easy on yeah. my developer and. Easy on West. I'm trying to how did look, how did you day, drop the first one? Did you drop the first one on like a custom website, custom contract? Yeah, we did everything custom the first time and yeah. everything went mostly smooth, but we still have some issues. And sure. if you tell me there's a site that just makes it easy and they've already done it five hundred times, uh-huh. I'd rather just do that. So anyway, that that's what it amounts to. I'd, ra- I'd rather do the yeah. easy way. I'm, I'm all no, for I'm paying. People. I'm familiar with I'm familiar with Brain Bueno for sure. I'm all for paying people to make my life easy mm-hmm. at the end of the day and to make sure I don't screw up because I'm not a developer. I'm not an artist. I'm I'm a builder of things. I'm yeah. good at building stuff, and I'm happy to do the work. Going back yeah. to my bet, my most valuable skill, it's doing the work. At the end of the day, I will yeah. put in more hours than everybody else. I will be more efficient than everybody else, and that's that's what I'm good at. You seemed a tiny, tiny bit hesitant on Bueno. What are what do you feel like some of the drawbacks are? What is your hesitation? I'll tell you the problem. They want five uh, percent of whatever we sell to use their contract. So I'm not going to okay. do it. <laughs> 5% of, uh, how many people were we talking? I don't know. It was, it was 30. Yeah. 30 is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which to be yeah. fair is not actually a ton, but it is kind of a lot. And um, I don't know. I have a lot of information. I don't know if I'm supposed to share. I guess I'll share it like this. My developer yeah. helps me with my poker coaching site, essentially for fun. He is a very high up person at a major business and he just has a lot of spare time. Mm-hmm. And he helps anytime I have a problem with my poker site, he fixes it. He was put in charge of something there pertaining to crypto. So he's like, I want to code my own you're contract. Saying he works at, you're saying he works at Twitter? Yeah, basically. No, uh, I want to I want to code my own thing and do this myself for fun. Yeah. Okay. And this guy's like a genius. I, I had this problem with, I, I need to make a program that would tell me who owned which deck of degeneracy cards and then let me airdrop it to all 54 people in like one easy enough sitting. Sure. And my previous developer could not figure it out for the life of him. This guy, when I just like mentioned it to him sitting on the couch, he never did anything with crypto or anything. And he had the program made in five minutes. It's like, this guy is a super duper genius. Uh huh. And he wants a shot at doing this for fun because he needs to learn how to do it. Cool. So that that's scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little scary to me, but he's never messed up anything so far. He's uh, helped me out on my training site a lot. One time the site was going down for, I don't even, I don't even know. I'm, I'm not a developer. I don't know why, why this things break. But this guy fixes every problem I have. And, you know, we'll give it a whirl. I don't think he's going to screw up. If he does screw up, you Love know, it. We'll, we'll deal with it. But anyway, uh, my only my only downside with Wayno is the cost of them minting it on their own contract, which is 5 I'm sorry, uh, 5% of whatever it yeah. sells for. Um, their price for giving you the art, like the actual art collection, once you, you uh, are happy with it, is I think one each, which I think is very fair to like mm-hmm. give me all the art, spit out, yeah. here it is, take it, and then you go put it on whatever yeah. website you, you, you put it on. They do the, they do the generation for you. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's really convenient. 
super convenient. I mean, I've probably spent, I've spent a ton of hours looking through this stuff. We're actually sure. very much finalizing the art like today. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's crunch it's time. exciting time. I know, I know about that for sure. I know about that for sure. Yeah. So we launched in about a month. I tried to make it, I tried to get people time ahead to plan, you know, cause like maybe you want yeah. to mint a lot. Everybody on the allow list can mint 10 pieces if they want. Um, also we're releasing it on the ninth because that is actually when Decade Degeneracy came out last year. So it's the one year anniversary. Maybe we just launch something every year for the next five years. That's a long-term plan. Put out something sure. fun and new every year and give people value. What I've learned from the project is if you give people money and fun, they will like you. Easy. So nice. just do that. Yeah, man. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So if anybody wants to get on the list, you can come to our Discord, find the link, or even if you DM me, I'll send you the link. No big deal. I'm NF ticket on Twitter. If anybody doesn't know, we'll hook it up. Hopefully a bunch of people will have heard this and be interested. Um, what One last question I'd like to ask everybody. I'd like to We've talked about a ton of artists, more artists than we almost ever talk about on one show. But I like to give people a chance to shout out some artists that they think deserve kind of a spotlight and people should learn about. Well, obviously, Wes Henry. I've been working with Wes Henry for a long time. Wes Henry's great. I saw Vincent Ghost also on your website. Vincent Ghost is actually our like main community guy. He uh, is an artist. Cool. He's, he's made us some art, but yep. he loves the community. He's been at both of my parties. He was another artist dead doing party, uh, doing the art in New York City and Vegas for people in real life, which was a ton of fun. Also, shout out to Anna Kim. Anna Kim was also at the uh, Vegas party making art in real life along with Mumbai. So uh, all the artists who are just happy to do work and add value and give people a good time. Check out the Degeneracy Art Collection. I love every artist there. They all are happy to add to the space and build the space up, which is what we're trying to do at the end of the day. Yeah, that's a great collection. I totally suggest Degeneracy Art Collection on OpenSea. It is an A-plus collection, and I have looked at it every is. single collection. Simple as that. Yeah, it might be a little really. too big, honestly. The only problem is that it's too big. <laughs> but, uh, you know, such is life. Spend your time, go through it, enjoy it, and uh, you know, have fun with it. Yeah, man, that's awesome. What a, what a crazy collection. That's that's really cool story. Uh, sounds like you like to have a lot of fun. You seem like a good dude. It was really good chatting. Um, anything you want to say on the way out? Uh, are we pretty good? I covered just, a lot. I just want to recommend everybody in the, in the NFT space to find things they like in it. A lot of people seem to be unhappy about stuff all the time. But there's a lot to be happy about in the space. If you don't like a project, it, it doesn't have to be for you, right? I mean, some people don't like my project. Whatever, it's not for you. And I'm not offended. Hopefully you're not offended and it's okay. Right? So find what you love and then do it and, and be happy. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. Uh, this is going to be it for episode 121 of the NFT Catcher podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace. Show